Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Effort I'm Doing a Podcast. This is Curtis Harris. Wakanda's variant MCU grief counselor because I'm all about Marvel. I'm all about horror movies, I'm all about 80s, and sometimes I'm all about politics too. Uh, today, uh, I'm just going to chit chat with you guys. It's Thursday. It's Throwback Thursday. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a. Uh, I kind of want to go a little bit about my previous episode. A little more on that, but I'll save that for later. I kind of want to talk about something that is a lot less violent and more fun and more interesting. I want to talk about a few 80s films that uh, hit a little different. I've done my little 80s film that hit different segment in previous uh, episodes a couple of seasons back. I did one on Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, I did one on Up the Academy. But I haven't done one on a movie that I really enjoyed in the 80s that I thought was uh, harmless to a point, but now it seems like it was, it, 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 it's a normal good film, it's a normal film on paper until the last, what am I trying to say, the last, uh, the bottom, the third act basically, and that is Hiding Out. Hiding Out, if you don't know what Hiding Out is, Hiding Out is the John Cryer film, uh, John Cryer a young actor who was known for Pretty in Pink. Uh, and uh, he, I want to say he appeared in another John Cryer, Another, I keep wanting to say he was in some kind of wonderful, but that was Eric Stoltz. But uh, John Cryer kind of got his claim, claim fame, you know, a little bit here. He, uh, he's been in several other films throughout the years. Uh, most notably, he played Ducky, Pretty in Pink. Uh, he played... Uh, the nephew of Luthor in, I think, the last uh, Superman film. Uh, he kicks ass, by the way, as Luthor on the CW. Uh, I, I think he's an amazing Luthor. Uh, he's on that Hackman uh, Rosenbaum level. But that's enough. We're not going, gosh, that's another, that's for another episode altogether. We're going to talk about Hiding Out. Now, Hiding Out was John Cryer, was a John Cryer solo vehicle where uh, he uh, played a 30 ish. Like on the 31, 30, uh, one of the youngest, I guess, attorneys or book bookkeepers, and he made a bad deal with the mob. Him and two other guys, and next thing you know, the FBI approaches them, and they flip on their mob boss. And slowly but surely, his other two buddies are killed off, and he's the only one left. Um, Although he was, at first it was only one of them, and then the other two guys are trying to get on the run and leave, and one of them is dispatched, is killed off. And he is almost killed off by an assassin, and it's a huge chase in New York. I think they're in New York or Chicago, one of the places. I want to say it's, I want to say it's Chicago, and it's not New York. And he gets away. He figures out that he can go back to his old hometown and hide out with his uh, with his sister and his nephew. And so he goes there and he hides and he hides out, but he can't totally hide out because uh, he, he he needs to really really hide out. So his solution is I'm going to pretend to be a high school senior uh, and. 
Thus begins the premise of Hiding Out, where he plays his 30th attorney hiding out as a high school senior. And during this premise, which realistically would never, ever work, um, he finds himself um, basically, uh, basically trying to pretend to be this hotshot kid by the name of Maxwell Hauser. There's a whole scene involving uh, the teacher of the of their history teacher talking about how Nixon was betrayed and all this kind of stuff. And he, of course, lived during that time, and he had a whole different idea on that. And that gets him that gets him some popularity because he defied this teacher. And it's a small town where I guess everyone you know sees any kind of defiance. They're suddenly a god. You know the typical '80s show. '80s films were crazy. '80s films were like if you were in a if you were the outsider in a town where no one could dance, you you were a dancing fool. Where you defy uh, your teacher, you're considered cool. And even the jocks are like upstaged by your coolness. You could be like the biggest dork in the world, and you could still be considered cool to the monks. These all all these kids, um, which is an, I'm, I was going to go on a tangent for another movie, but I'm going to keep it right here with, with hiding out. But anyway, everything seems to go well until he starts to fall for yes, fall for, or it gets the attention of the. Uh, girl next door sweetheart who just happens to be formally dating the uh, big man on campus of the high school the guy who's going to be class president the guy who wins every year as class president and he of course offers that change and a few of the kids in this school see that change and they want him to run against the guy who's always class president so that he can get knocked off and then he can institute some stuff that opens the door for more stuff for them to do more freedom more uh more, some changes that make it make it good for him for for them and the guy that wants this to happen is this is he's he's a, he's a good character he's got some great standout moments but he's kind of he's kind of on the level of He's the token black guy, although there's black guys in this school as opposed to other 80s movies. And he's the cool guy. He's the cool guy that, you know, walks a certain way. He rhymes with his words. Uh, his cousin, the guy's cousin, adores this. He's a huge fan of this guy. He tries to beatbox like him. Goes, well, I wonder why I can't do that. You know, st- stuff, cheesy stuff like that. But that was that was the '80s. The '80s was real cheesy and stereotypical. Um, he ends up befriending the girl, who wants him to, who, who she likes him, and so she fought, tries to find a way to hang out with him more. And they end up having a moment when they are at. Uh, they end up going. She ends up inviting him to uh, the skate rink, and he ends up going there to the skate rink. And he's he's he knows he's older than her, and he tries to do the math. And I and I was trying to do the math on this too. He's thirty. She's a senior. She's still roughly eighteen, nineteen. 
movie-wise. In reality, um, I'm trying to remember the actress's name now. She's been in the X-Files. She's an amazing actress, by the way. Uh, she has to be much older. Because back in the 80s, high school kids did not look like high school kids. They weren't their same age. They were either 30 or they were either in their heavily in their 20s. Um, and so they end up going, to, he ends up going to the skating rink. They talk and stuff like that. They're setting up the whole romantic thing. And back then, it didn't hit me. It didn't really creep me out or weird me out. Um, here, rewatching it again, I usually watch, I usually try to rewatch this every couple of years. Here, it hits, it hits real different because there's a whole, there's a Roy Orbison song called, I guess, Fallen, and they end up, they, they end up holding hands, they end up holding hands, and they don't kiss or nothing, but this whole moment is kind of like, supposed to be this tender moment between the two of them and he walks her home and he's absolutely infatuated but he knows they got an age difference he even brings it up at one point and all of a sudden his cousin ambushes him and tells him hey those fbi guys that were tr protecting you they're looking for you here and he's trying to hide from the fbi guys because he wants to win this election i don't know why but Needless to say, in the end, it results in it results in him basically. Um, they come to the big moment in the third act where there's an election, and it looks like he's going to win this election. Meanwhile, his assassin has figured all the stuff out. Yeah, I'm kind of moving ahead on this because it's not spoiled yet, and. He ends up showing up at the auditorium and he takes a couple of shots at the kid, at the guy, people running, it's chaos. And at the time, at the time we didn't have a world where there were school shootings every day. So this doesn't, this kind of can be jarring for some people. Needless to say, he ends up confronting his assassin, getting him killed. And he goes back to his normal life. The girl finds out that he's not who he's supposed to be. And she figures out, of course, he's older than her. And then they cut to them all graduating. Not him. The guy goes off to his own world, his own, his own life. And then she goes to graduate. And then we're, we're led to believe that time has passed. Because she's out of college she's reading a book outside by a tree and so I guess we're led to believe a bunch of years have passed. They're not saying whether she's a freshman or a senior. And then all of a sudden, this guy walks up. You only see his legs. And he says, 
uh, hi, I'm, I'm going to be your, uh, I'm going to be the new, uh, student here, teacher student here or something like that. And of course she sees them and she recognizes who it is and all this kind of stuff. And he, I guess, wants to know, I guess the two of them like, so do we continue what we kind of were going to start when I was in high school? And I guess he's, I guess he's okay with it because there's a whole crescendo of music popping up behind the two of them. And thus it ends with the two of them looking like they're going to live happily forever after. And all I can do, uh, while watching it is kind of shake his head and make, shake my head basically and go, the age difference is kind of tremendous because technically, they never really established where he was 30 or he was early 20s. They're real fast and loose with that. And it ends with them together. And back then, you could kind of, I kind of found myself kind of still questioning the age limit and number. But I'm like, well, it's a Hollywood movie. Maybe years have passed. Maybe 10 years have passed, you know, and everything's cool. But that was hiding out. That was that was hiding out. It was, it, it hit different. It hits different now, and it's a good movie. I mean, I don't I don't encourage them remaking it because it would be ooh. But the premise, I'm not saying the premise couldn't be done in 2021. But I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would be a good idea to do it. Especially these days, but yeah, that was one that didn't hit so that hit, didn't hit different. That hit a little different now than what it did before. But that was hiding out. That was crazy. But the eighties, the eighties was a wild time. The eighties, a lot of stuff that hits different now that would not fly in twenty twenty one. There's several action movies that don't hit well at all. There's a Chuck Norris. There's a couple of Chuck Norris films. But the one in particular called Sidekicks, which doesn't hit well at all. I'm not going to go into the whole story about Sidekicks, but needless to say, it is very, uh, is very anti, uh, it's very racist, and there's a lot of uh, Asian stereotypes thrown around when there was no lead cast members in this that were Asian to even not even justify it. But to sort of have a balance. It was crazy. But yeah, uh, other than that, the 80s are crazy. There's a lot of stuff that didn't hit well. I mean, horror films has a ton of stuff that didn't hit well. But Hiding Out for me stuck out because I enjoyed I enjoy the film. It's tough to kind of want to say you enjoy a film when the two main characters are not really made for each other. And in real life, it would be very icky and the guy would, have, the guy would be arrested. If he, you know, start any kind of thing with this, with this young woman, and you just, but then you were kind of rooting for John Cryer because John Cryer was not thirty uh, at the time that I know of at the time. I think he was still in his mid twenties, uh, playing playing a much older character. They gave him facial hair and stuff like that, but still, overall, it did not hit well. Uh, there's a couple of Scott Bale films, the Zap films, don't hit well at all. Uh, I'm not even going to go into the premise on that, just that it doesn't hit well. And a lot of the stuff that 
doesn't hit well is made for laughs and it's not there there was a real disgusting period during the 80s where your smaller films your smaller sex comedies were either surrounding nudity being either forced upon or being uh, accidental and it's made for laughs and it does not hit well at all I I can't I don't find that kind of stuff humorous I didn't find it humorous in the beginning in the past well, watching it as a kid I just thought okay this is too much I mean, it gets to be too much I mean you're thinking oh wow kid you know a kid he's gonna, he's gonna love this kind of stuff no the the one a movie a, a comedy's movie premise where their main story where their main function is a bunch of horny dudes trying to figure out a way to get a girl to take her top off that was a whole that was the basis of a whole fucking film called loose screws and i think they did that premise again in another film that was considered it that was considered amazing tom cruise was in a film called losing it where he played a virgin, if you can't imagine that, hanging out with his buddies, and they go to Tijuana so they can get some Spanish Fly. Now, Spanish Fly was some kind of, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was some kind of thing where it was a it was a drug that you put, oh my god, just even say, oh my god, this movie was horrible. It was a drug that you used to put in the drinks of other women. It was some Bill Cosby shit. And they based a whole entire movie behind this guy's right of passions as a man. He's going to go to Tijuana. He's going to have sex with whoever. Oh, and by the way, he's going to get some Spanish fly. Make sure he brings that back to the States so he can really score. It was disgusting. Disgusting. But that was a lot of the 80s films. Not all of them. There were some great films in there, but there were a lot of their idea of comedy in the 80s was real misogynistic. It was, it was ugly. It was a great time for film, but it was also a real ugly time for film. This has been Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.